This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Um, I want us to start uh, with a rather um, worrisome and disturbing uh, story here. And as I said once again, please, uh, if you have children um, with you in the car, exercise necessary caution because uh, this uh, conversation may not be appropriate for them. Parental guidance is advised here. So uh, yesterday, the Human Rights Commission and the Commission for Gender Equality held a multi-stakeholder engagement aimed at ending a practice called uh, Funilani Nganeno, which apparently is prevalent in parts of Mpumalanga. Under this tradition, a man can take, this is an adult man, can take a vulnerable girl from the street, any vulnerable girl uh, on the street, and spend the night with her, take her back to her parents in the morning and report their actions towards the, uh, the, the actions um, uh, uh, later on to an authority or a designated authority. The meeting uh, convened yesterday seeks to launch a joint investigation to identify cases of the practice. This follows reports and allegations of young girls being impregnated by old men for a fee um, which is apparently discussed and agreed to by parents and local traditional leaders, leadership uh, st- uh, structures. Let's uh, speak to... Uh, my next guest, who is uh, started a campaign and a petition to try and put an end to this practice, his name is Innocent Matonsela, joins us on the line. Uh, Matonsela, good morning and thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good morning, Chichi, to your team and to all the powerlessness. This is a very, um, you know, first of all, I mean, it, one shouldn't be shocked because we hear of these pract- of this kind of thing happening all the time, albeit in another name. Maybe just explain to us so what is, uh, um, what exactly is this Funilani Nganeno and, the, and what sets it apart from just this normal sugar daddy type behavior? Uh, it's, uh, you know, with the sugar daddy, there is negotiations, but in terms of this practice, uh, young girls, um, you would, would be picked up from the street, some mm. forcefully, and some they are young that they don't really understand what they are doing. Mm. And then a man will spend a night with them, uh, even a week, some of them, some even months, would, they would go missing. And then upon the return to their family, they'll return with this older man or with the aunts from the family, mm. introducing themselves to the girl's family and say, listen, uh, this is your daughter. She's been with us for the last three months. And uh, we understand that what we have done, it was wrong. So therefore, we are going to pay a fine. Sure. And then that fine, they call it flaming and then So it means that the next time she goes missing, know that she's with us. But the problem with these girls is that they are not of um, age. You know, mm. they are 18 and younger. Mm. Girls as young as 10 years. Yesterday, like you said, we had a multi-stakeholder uh, meeting with the South African Human Rights Commission and the Gender-Based Commission, uh, whereby uh, numbers uh, we got numbers from the Department of Education, and they're quite alarming. Approximately in the last 12 months, we had, like, when they were calculating, when they were giving us their stats, before even the investigation started, literally mm. we have over 6,000 girls in schools that got pregnant, mm. recorded. Yeah. You know. This fee or this amount of money, that this fine in inverted commas that they would pay, how is it decided? You you know, I mean, it seems to me uh, we're talking about families where from you know really poor areas. Um, how 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 is it? It sounds like the power is in, with the, in the hands of the person who is uh, paying this fee here. 
uh, it all goes with the state, uh, status quo, whereby there would there will be negotiations, and obviously they will look at what kind of family the girl is coming from. Mm. You know, if because um, it's said that some well-off families would do it with their daughters, and then uh, the money would be paid. You know, um, so it depends on the family, but yeah. it can go as little as hundred grand or a live chicken, and say, "Listen, we are sorry, here's a chicken for doing this." You know. And in some of case, some of these cases, uh, in, end up with a, these young children. Some, I believe, as young as ten years old, uh, being pregnant. Yes, we do have young as ten years old being uh, pregnant. Um, I think the youngest one, because uh, the calculations were around about ninety-two girls had to terminate uh, wow. those pregnancies in the last two months, and out of the ninety-two, the youngest was ten years old. And this, uh, how is this escaping the attentions of uh, the police? Because we are talking about statutory rape. rape, rape, rape. rape it's, it's rape if she is under the age of 14, mm. you know, whether she consent, or under the age of 16, rather. Mm. It is considered um, uh, rape mm. at all. So it's not even statutory rape. Mm. So I think because of, they would say traditionally, the parents have consent to the guy or to the men mm. saying, okay, we know of this, so this is sort of a legal agreement because there were consent from both parties. Mm. And then when you go to the police, the police would um, say, no, but there is, the, the parents gave consent, you know, and then so wow. there's no crime here. But in, in actual fact, there is a crime because of that, that child is still a child, you know, and then there's no one who can consent for, even if they can consent of the marriage, but the law states clearly uh, the Sexual Act of 2005, that whoever would impregnate a 10 and a 12 and a 13 and a 14 and old should be in prison and that crime should be reported. Indeed. And then whoever doesn't report that crime can go to jail for a period of up to five years or there can be a fine of up to mm. 5,000. You know, all those clauses are there, but there's, you know, people are trying to find escape goals and it's not their responsibility. Hence, uh, we started the practice, uh, I started the practice rather of uh, stop the practice of learning and Neno. Mm. You know, because of it, they justify it with with tradition, but that's not it. You know, it's pure rape. Yeah, and you have started uh, now. You also have been running a, a some type of a, a petition. What is what has been your experience with law, with the uh, authorities, including the police? Then, and um, what what direction are we going in? And also, as a result of your engagement with the uh, SA Human Rights Commission. Uh, the Human Rights Commission really did us uh, justice in terms of starting this thing. We went to them three weeks ago after the petition reached uh, 10,400 signatures. Oh. We went to them, we explained to them, this is the situation, this is what's going on. And then what we need from you is to help us start an investigation. So indeed, uh, Mr. Eric Mugoyani and his team, they started that um, the process whereby in, uh, they said, like, listen, we'll see you in three weeks' time. They met that deadline. They were there yesterday. It was the three weeks. Uh, they came. He came with uh, with the SAPS, he came with the Department of Health, he came with the Department of Social Services, he came with the Hawks, he came with everyone that needs to involve. And he decided to do this thing or host it as the traditional council where all these traditional leaders from where I'm from would be present so everyone can, re- uh, can, can state their case, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we wouldn't just start uh, doing this thing without their knowledge. So everyone was aware of, was made aware of what's going to happen in the next couple of weeks that the investigation is going to start and the perpetrators are going to be arrested. 
So yesterday it was uh, a very uh, positive impact in terms of heading the right direction. Well, that's that is so good to hear. But thank you so much as well for talking to us this morning, and more importantly, thank you for the work that you're doing and for the, to bring this to the attention of authorities and help to try and put an end to it. Thanks so much. No, thank you very much, Titi, and to the listeners. And then I would ask, uh, I would urge the listeners to continue to sign the petition. It's called "Stop the Practice of Funelaning and End on Change.org." Thank you so much. Innocent Matonsela is with Nguvu Change. He is sent man running that campaign to put an end to this practice called Funelaning Aneno. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.